Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Week one, all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football uh, promotions and content available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me is a man who not only played professional baseball, not only is he an author and a motivational speaker, he also played in the NFL on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I am speaking about none other than Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? What up, though, Jay? All the way into October we go, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so here's one of the things I didn't put on the run sheet, but I already know, you know, that I'm going to get to this. You talk about breaking down quarters of the season. So I want to talk about maybe where you see the Cardinals at uh, for four weeks in. So after four weeks, so that fourth week game was one against the, uh, they went up to the Bay area to go and face off against the San Francisco 49ers came up short 35, 16, um, and I want to kind of, of course, get your thoughts on the game. And is there honor in losing? Or is there, is there, is there, can you, can you gain a little bit of street cred in losing? I don't know if that, if that can, if that can happen, but you were in the locker rooms and in the clubhouses. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, we talked about the spread was 14. We talked about it not only on Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, but also on our radio show, which is every Saturday from 1 to 3 Eastern on Sports Map Radio, uh, <laughs> that it was disrespectful. And lo and behold, when we picked, we picked that it was going to, that the spread would essentially, that they, that it, that it would stand true, that it would ring true. But, uh, what did you think about this game as it played out? Um, and I, you know, I have some thoughts maybe in terms of maybe some bright spot, but what, what did you think about this game in general? The 49ers are very, very good. Yeah. Very efficient. Yes. You need to give Brock Purdy some love. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. Wow. 20 or 20 through 20 or 21, 283, one touchdown, no interceptions, pass rating of 134.6. And he just looked fluid. And, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the Cardinals went up there and it was, you know, on the road, you know, after a great win against Dallas and man, just the, the Niners, they just showed, Hey, we're about handling our business. Um, think about this too, Jay, your boy had McCaffrey had four touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Per, um, yeah. Um, Kittle zero passes, no receptions. I don't think. Debo, very minimal. Um, this was the McCaffrey show, and they didn't even use all their weapons. I think Ayuk got off a little bit. This was a game where San Fran, and I think I talked to you about this, San Fran was going to come out, utilize their running game, which they did, and they just pounded us. And before you know it, it was 7 and Then it was 14 and whatever it was. And at some point at the end of the first half, it was 
21 to 10, which kept it respectable. I never felt like San Fran was in danger of like falling asleep and letting hmm. us crawl back into this one and making it a game down the stretch. Our final score, you know, 19 point margin. Spread was 14 once again. How the hell do they know that? You know? <laughs> but I, I will say this much. I give the Cardinals a lot of credit because they played really well in a tough loss. I mean, this was a game okay. outmanned, um, out-rostered, out-coached, yeah. but they still Ooh. did not go up there and embarrass themselves. They played hard. Um, I, you know, you got to give Joshua Dobbs credit. He stood in there. Uh, I got to give the offensive line some credit. Um, only one sack against that front. Right. Uh, so was the game plan great in terms of getting the ball out, not letting him stand back there patting it? A lot of short stuff. But, you know, our offensive line even held up even against that. So, uh, you know, defensively, I mean, you just run up against if you ask me a juggernaut, especially when they have that running game going like that. And as I mentioned, they didn't even have to use all their tools. They came with a wrench and uh, uh, a little socket or something, and they got the job done. They didn't have to go through the tool bag and get the hammer and this. And, you know, but now nah, they just came up and they said, we're going to give you a little dose of um, one Christian McCaffrey, and we didn't have enough to stop him. That's interesting that – so I want to get into that a little bit more, what, what you said there in terms of out-coach. Is that just because of where he's at maybe in his coaching in, – in his, in his coaching career? In this case, or could it, is it sometimes is it some, a coach just has more innate skill or, uh, ability compared to another coach? Or is this something that, that Jonathan Gannon will kind of grow into and learn from and hopefully become a better coach because of it? Yeah, that's his tenure. That's, you know, Shanahan been doing it for a while, uh, you know, off of great coaching trees. A damn near genius, you know, so, you know, you got a first year head coach and staff and they're trying to figure it out. You went up against one of the masters. There's no shame in that because you didn't want, like I said, you didn't get embarrassed. You just got outplayed because their players are better than ours and out little out physical will get there at hopefully at some point. You got out coached because you're coaching against one of the greats in the game and you know, his schemes and their motions and different things they do. You can look at it on film all you want. And I know, you know, Gannon and the crew looking, trying to figure out keys and this. And what does a great coach do? He comes out and gives you something you haven't seen all week, and that's just the little wrinkles. And that's what a great coach like Shanahan does. You know, who would have thought with all the weapons they had, because you know you got to concentrate on McCaffrey, but also you just got to give Ayuk, you got to give Debo, you got to give Kittle all this attention too. And who would have thought that, hey, those guys aren't even going to really do anything. We're going to come out and we're just going to hit you with the McCaffrey hammer. And hmm. I, but before you knew it, it was just too late. I mean, they were getting this dude off in all kinds of ways. The, the, the blocking schemes. Watch When you watch, Jay, from now on, like when you watch a team like San Francisco, okay. watch the way they get guys like pulling guards and different things out into the block into the schemes. Like they'll pull a guard from the offside to come around to lead McCaffrey. And you should see that you got to watch the blocks on the backside in order to move, remove that guy from the backside. You got to have guys cutting off and maybe a tight end coming on wham blocks and stuff like that. It's so intricate. The way they use pieces is like chess pieces. They'll take their pawn 
and move it here to block you from doing something so they can get their night around the corner. It's, it's, it's so intricate what they do. And that's what I always tell people. You can only run so many plays in the NFL. There's only so many ways you can run power, right? Mm. Right, but you can block it fifty different ways. Meaning, okay. you know, th- you know, there's only so many run call plays, power wham, you know, uh, draws, um, you know, whatever lead. The, there's different ways you block it though, and that's what's so amazing about what um, San Francisco does. And it's like I said, they 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 were just on point this week. So uh, you mentioned it, so let's get into it. You mentioned the physical. You we talked about it a couple times last week. Uh, it, well. The, the physical nature of the 49ers, did, was that on display for you in the game yesterday? Absolutely. They, I mean, they they didn't manhandle us, but they handled their business. Their front, I mean, first off, we only got at, you know, they only had to throw the ball 21 times. And when you got a quarterback completing 20 of those, <laughs> golly, and it wasn't dink and dunk. He was throwing. Right. Here's the other thing. Shanahan schemes dudes open. How many times you got Ayuk and them on those double, either double move or um, there's a one, like they use Debo to clear out his zone, and then you got you coming all the way across to replace him in the zone. Uh, and, you know, and then it makes it so easy for Purdy. There's quick motions, the things they do, just scheming guys over. But, but then in the running game, I mean, they, 31 rushes, 124 yards, you know, obviously the bulk of that by Kristen, but it was so efficient. It was, you know, they were picking up, first, here's the thing, first downs, you're looking at, you know, picking up six, seven, eight on first down, you know, second and twos and threes, and then they hit you with that quick, you know, uh, the three-card money here, a little fake here, boom, over the middle. I mean, they were just, like I said, it was efficient. You would think that they, in scoring 35 points, man, they only they only had 62 plays according to this, 31 run plays, 21 pass plays. That's 52, yeah. Damn, 52 plays and they scored 35 points. That's efficient. They, I mean, you know, uh, I, I guess I would have to check and see what the time of possession was. Let me see. Time of possession, 29-14 for the, for the 49ers. Okay. Yeah, so that was even. They just used their – they used theirs much more, uh, you know, they got a whole lot more out of their 30 minutes compared to our 29, basically. So, and in, in you mentioned that. So, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, I want to get into get into that a bit in terms of some of the, the stats. Um or how stats don't necessarily tell the whole story. So I think there were some positives. And so maybe get your thoughts on this third down efficiency for the Cardinals. I thought that they were, you know, they, they, they were really well, they really efficient. So eight for 15 in terms of third down uh, efficiency, they were zero turnovers on offense. And you mentioned that uh, in terms of what sacks, I want to go down to sacks. Only one. See any, yeah. So one sack, but, there and then they won the time of possession. I mean, it was essentially even, but there was 30 minutes for the 30 minutes and some uh, and 46 seconds for the Cardinals versus 29-14 for the 49ers. But then, if you're looking at the stats again, if you didn't know the score and you just saw three for five in terms of third down efficiency, you would say, "Well, gosh, what maybe did the did the 49ers not?" What, what was going on? Did they have a lot of turnovers? No, they just didn't need third downs because they were getting those, they, they were converting on second down and being able to continue to get the chains moving. Yeah, I, they didn't, you know, this is one of those situations, man, where we played about as well as we could, consider, you, know, it, you know, considering 
the the talent gap, roster gap, right. you know. And a lot of times they, that's not taken into account. It's like, well, you know, they get paid just like we do. Yeah, they get paid just like we do, but they got some some dudes over there where we don't have dudes. So hmm. their roster is much better. And, you know, I, I applaud the fact that you kept Bosa. Uh, uh, no, um, what's his name? Um Who's there? Yeah, is it Bosa? Yeah, Bosa. Yeah, yeah. there. Um, yeah, Bosa kept him quiet. The sack that we gave up didn't come till later in the game. And get this, Jay, this is a game where we were behind, trailing most of the time, and even toward the end, we had to throw the ball, and they knew it. And we we still held up. This wasn't a game where they just came in, and took our lunch money. We actually made this respectable. We actually played hard, and you know, at, at some point. Yeah, you just got to look at like I imagine in the meetings today, they're going to pull out a lot of good from this. Um, I don't think anybody embarrassed themselves out there. Uh, you know, yeah. we saw some games last week where guys gave up. This wasn't a guy. This was a game where you were just outmanned. But the, you know, not a whole lot, you know, time possession. We we managed the ball. Let me see here. Let me check something real quick as far as penalties. Where were we at penalties, Jay? Nine nine penalties for fifty five yards. We could clean that up a little bit. Nine is a whole bunch, but 55 yards isn't a lot. Um, you know, they obviously they only had four for 21, but, you know, so it was a clean game. We played well. We just didn't have the horse to compete with them, but there's no shame in this one right here. I would say the, the one knock I would say is at some point, if you got to put two dudes on him, if he's the focus that day, we got to stop yeah. McCaffrey. Like, and this is week to week. Say next week you're playing somebody and that whatever, you know, like we're playing uh, Cincinnati coming up. If Jamar yep. Chase, yeah, Cincinnati. If Jamar Chase is getting off, then you got to make the adjustment during the game to stop Jamar. This was a case where, okay, by the third quarter, you saw the theme of the of the movie. And it was like, okay, when are we going to put two dudes or bring an extra dude down into the box to, to stop what they're doing? We never we, – that was the one negative, I would say. We never made that counter to say, okay, we're going to take away McCaffrey because you, oh, you have a bunch of weapons. We don't know how you're going to attack us, but we now know right. what your mission is for the day. We are now going to stop him. You're going to have to do something else to beat him. We never made that move. That was the one negative, I would say. Is that again? Is that does that go back to the coaching tenure? I mean, that should be something that that's that's coaching, but that shouldn't be something that you have, should have to have tenure in order to be able to 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 do right to be able to make those adjustments. You know right? what that is, Jay? That that's how like, you know your freshman year. That's English Lit One. That you know that's <laughs> that, that's not you know that isn't advanced you know calculus or something. If you're a mathematician, that is like yeah. basic algebra. Freshman yeah. year, just to get you going, that's when, hey, okay, if that dude is beating the hell out of us, we got to stop him or change something. That yeah. That's not, you know, that's not advanced calculus uh, as far as I'm concerned. So you're right. That's something that they should have known, and hopefully this is a great lesson for them moving forward, and we'll see them progress in that manner. Because they got to look at the tape, too. And then they, you're like, today, imagine they're sitting in the room. Why don't we, like, bring somebody down to stop him or – why don't we, you know, blitz a little more to put some pressure on Purdy? Sit back there, just patting the ball twenty twenty one. Because if you're on offense, you're seeing that saying, "Hey, how come they, how come they're not stopping that dude? They yeah, see what he's yeah. doing. I see what he's doing. Can't you do it? Can't you? Can't you try? 
Here's the thing, Jay. I remember weeks of emphasis when I was playing. Okay. For instance, we're they would actually put red jerseys on this dude because you know as you're simulating, and that would come to me sometimes. I ran a lot of the scout team stuff. Okay, you're gonna be Shannon Sharp this week because we're playing Denver. So what we need you to do, you need to study Shannon Sharp and run the routes the way he does, and then they put the red jersey on you because they want to focus on hey. Any team, and that's who he is. Same thing with you know. So as you're watching them, as you're going through the week of practice, you know you're like, wait a minute. At some point, are we gonna try to stop him like they tried to stop me in practice? It's like, nah, they just kind of let that one roll, and that's the that will be the lesson learned moving forward. You know, yeah, we because the coaches are watching, like you know, how come we didn't? You know, so yeah, there's a lot of that going on in the coaching room this week. To your point, I just want to kind of go as we kind of put a bow on on the game. And again, I want to talk what you think about uh, progression, if anything, from the from the Cardinals. But um, the the efficiency of the 49ers, it was what is it? It was 12. I just had it right in front of me. 12.3 yards per pass. And especially when you talk about being 20 for 21 as a quarterback, that's just amazing. And then um, when you also look at uh, what was it? It was 7.5 yards per play that, that the 49ers had. So you guys, so when you look at that, that's, that is, that is to be commended, if nothing else. We may have lost Ed there for just a second, but yeah. So when you're, when we're talking about that type of efficiency, there's definitely a gap when it comes to just in the talent level. But one of the things that is, there's in terms of reading the articles here locally and being able to look at those things, what what you see is that the Cardinals are that you can see a little bit more of, I guess there's, there's hope, hope that springs eternal when you have a team that doesn't, that's not giving up, that is staying at least in games. There's some opportunities to grow from the coaching side of things, again, adjustments, but it was talking about just looking at the basic things when we're talking about, uh, making some of those adjustments and not just letting somebody score four TDs on you, but it's also important to keep that in mind as well. Um, I think there are definitely bright spots on this team, but it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. We know, I think there were some reports that Kyler Murray's still a few weeks out. So will, when will he come in and when will he be able to, we see what, what he can do with this bunch, with this group, with this coaching, with this, uh, the offensive mindset, with the, with the philosophies that, uh, that a Petsing has and being able to mesh that with what head coach, uh, Jonathan Gannon has as well. So you no, know, it's, it's going to be interesting. And we know that they have the Bengals coming up here at the end. Of, this upcoming game, a home game. So what will there be that lag effect? Will there be that hangover effect from a physical game with the 49ers? Hopefully not. Uh, the, the Bengals, they're banged up. It's the tale of two, one and three teams that will be coming into State Farm that will be playing at State Farm Stadium on Sunday. So that's how we do it here. But, uh, so yeah, so a little bit of a dry shrunken version of, uh, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals fell short, but not for lack of effort. And again, they kept their quarterback. They kept their quarterback from getting hurt and injured, especially with the number of times that they, that he had to drop back. Definitely some things to learn from a coaching perspective in terms of adjustments, 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 adjustments are key when it comes to everything. I think we got Ed back here. Yeah, so def- so yeah, so I was saying is uh, as we got you back here, Ed, is just saying that um when it comes to the the Cardinals with their upcoming matchup with the with the Bengals, the key is going to be adjustments. 
adjustments, adjustments is going to be the the kind of the overall theme because that's what you want to be able to see is growth. I don't think that the fan base can be uh, can be disappointed with the effort of their team so far. We they would want a better record unless they don't, unless you're trying to get in that Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes. But we'll see how that goes for sure. Yeah, yeah, and sorry for me, uh, my internet giving away on me like that. But, yeah, that's one of the things we definitely want to see in terms of the growth of this, uh, um, you know, coaching staff is making the adjustments. Uh, we got a wounded team coming in here. We'll talk about the matchup later this week. But this is this went from a game on the schedule at the start of the season, like you just put that L on the screen, Jay, this might be yeah. a game that we can actually get. You know, this is the, the you got a Bengals team coming in, like I said, not, you know, one and three, not playing well. Uh, we are playing well. I My expectations are now growing for this team in terms of, you know, we thought every week we would be like the beat down of the week for the most part. Everybody looking for us on their schedule. Whereas yeah. now it's kind of like, ah, these dudes came to play, are coming to play, and they could surprise us a few times throughout this season. So, you know, this game went from, you know, like I said, one that didn't have much hope attached to it to, you know, by the end of the week. It'll be interesting to see what the, the spread is at home against, you know, we thought that there wouldn't be a game we'd be favored in all through the year. This could, uh, be, our yes. this could be our first one. Indeed, indeed. Well, leave me with this then. From quarter of the way through, so just finished week four, What what is what – grade or just your your overall thoughts for this team again i i stay with that competitive they're they're competing so they're they're not an abomination they're not a they're they're not a team in which you if you have to attend the game that you're going with one of those paper bags over your head so they're competing and of course we know that they uh, this game uh this game uh, notwithstanding but they've been in every game even if they mm-hmm. give a big lead uh, to the giants but they've been in every game um for the most three out of four games so that's that's kind of I guess the 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 what I'm looking at as something that's a positive sign, at least through this first quarter of the season. Absolutely, I would give uh, you know I would give the overall grade for the team for me would be C plus B minus. Okay, yeah, I'm with that. you could yeah, then you could go down like if you did coaching and offense, defense. You know, everybody would be in that area. Uh, C plus B minus overall and position wise, coaches wise, you know, defense and stuff like that. I think it's been a pleasant surprise. Um, you look at Joshua Dodge, pleasant surprise as well. Pleasant surprise. No, okay, let's talk about this real quick. I saw yeah. the report that the Cardinals are going to continue to keep um, uh, Kyler Murray like on the pup list, and he's weeks away. So. Mm-hmm. The speculation that, oh, you know, he's ready to go or, nah, that was an ACL quarterback. He's a running quarterback at that. They're probably going to be a little more cautious. And when they say weeks away, my question is, is he three to four weeks away or Or is it seven to eight? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they're being very, you know, mysterious with the, the time, the time frame. We'll see, but as you mentioned, Joshua Dobbs is doing very well in his absence, and I think he's setting himself up to be around this league for an awful long time. Maybe not as a starter, but somewhere on somewhere somebody's roster. And I would, you would think that the Cardinals uh, would keep him around uh, long term uh, to you know, if nothing else, to back up Kyler Murray. Moving yeah, forward. I would. 
I would think so as well. And it's in, again, it's one of those pleasant surprises because a lot of people were, I wouldn't say he was maligned, but there was, there, there was spec, there was hesitancy to think that, that he would be able to perform as well as he has. Again, he's not going to be a pro bowler, but he, I think you mentioned this last week that he's, he's played well enough to, for somebody to say that can be our backup. And if he has to play, we don't feel as if that's an automatic L that's on that, that comes across the ledger. Yeah, he had more throwing yards than fields again this week, didn't he? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, oh, Lord. So that is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. This is Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We do this twice a week, so on Monday and Thursday. On Thursday, we will be looking ahead to the matchup and breaking that down uh, with the with the Bengals, and I'll actually be at that game as well. And so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully there'll be a lot more of the Cardinal, uh, the Cardinal colors in the building as as opposed to the Bengals, I don't think that there are that many Bengals fans in there, but I guess you have Joe Burrow fans, right? So that's why you can have people <laughs> in the building like that. So as always, we are presented by Bet Online, and as we always like to say around this time, are you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.